everybody. Welcome back to the Latch From a Podcast. Melissa and Lindy here. Um, for those of you who have never listened to us before, we are just two moms in the trenches of motherhood, cutting it up, talking about some topics. Um, and we are so happy you have found us. Um, today, we are talking about something. I don't even know. How, how do you even say it? Today, we're talking about how to know if you're done having kids which is a question we get all the time. Um, Lindy's was decided for her. Um, I have very much decided that I'm done having kids. So take today with a grain of salt. It is a Monday. It is my oldest's birthday. My parents are in town. Like just, so just take anything that I, that I say today with a little bit of grace. Thanks. You're listening to Latch Mama podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Wirt, busy mom of six and owner of latchmama.com. Join us each week as we talk about pregnancy, breastfeeding, postpartum, and all things motherhood. Literally, people ask this all the time in the group. I want more kids. My partner doesn't. How do you know if you should have another kid? How should you know if you don't want another kid? What should you do? Yeah. I, I don't I don't even know where to start. So we basically threw this question into our Latch Mama Love Facebook group. If you all are not in it, go join it. It's a fantastic supportive place on the internet for mothers to gather. Um, and so we're going to just start off with one of the questions that somebody called in with, um, and then we'll just go from there yeah. and see where the conversation goes. Hi, my name's Amanda, and my question on the topic of whether or not you're done, I guess it's more of a, a discussion thing, but people who think that it's their business to ask you that question themselves, so they say, you know, are you done? Is this your last? And sometimes they ask that even when you're still pregnant or when you literally have a newborn. Um, and your, you know, postpartum brain like can't even think about that. Maybe you are, maybe you aren't, but either way, it's none of their business. So just curious if you guys have gotten that question very often and how you handle it. Oh, yes. I remember when I had, so I had two boys and then I had a girl yeah. and I remember my midwife saying, just be prepared. Everybody is going to expect you to be done now yeah. because you had your girl. Um, it's just, it's so interesting. Yeah, people ask that all the time. I mean, my, my, I don't believe my, my dad, although he came from seven himself, like mm -hmm. there's, there were seven in his family. I think he cringed. I think my mom cringed every time I told her we were going to have another kid. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, don't, I just wonder why people think, think that that's, yep. that's, is that like the only thing they can come up with in that moment? Not like, oh, how old is Johnny? Or, oh, what did you, what do you guys like to do? Like, yeah. Uh -huh. That's the one question that people can come up with as if, you know, yeah. your intimate life and your kid size, family size is anybody else's it's business. nobody else's it's business. Nobody but else's people feel business. like they have an opinion on it all the time. It's like the person who like yeah. sees you in the grocery store and they're like, oh, your hands are full. And like, I always want to like quit back, Ugh. but like with that, like really like snarky. Yeah. But so is my heart. You know, just like one of those, oh. like what you would see on a t-shirt because it's like what I mean. What do you say back to that? Oh, yes, my nice. hands are full. I've had the, are they all yours? And I'm like, no, I just stole a couple neighbors. Like, <laughs> I have said some rude things, but I don't know. I don't know. So, you know, it's like anything else in parenthood. Like, there yeah. are two sides to everything. There are two sides to small families and big families. And, like, do you and do what is right for your family. And, yeah, you know, just... I don't know. Your choice. Yeah. <laughs> you want to make a smart comment back? Do it. I don't yeah. know. If you need to set a boundary line and it keeps on happening, do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just say, hey, you know, that's really none of your business. Mm -hmm. 
you know because yeah. it really isn't but I had the same thing. I had two boys. But, oh, are you going to try for a girl? Oh, then I had a girl. Oh, are you done? Yeah. Oh, well, then I had another girl. Oh, you're even now. You're totally done. And yeah. Like, <laughs> none and of then, this is your business. Yeah. None of it's your business. <laughs> none of it. But it's crazy, though. Like, I could probably say, like, looking back from, like, a family perspective, like, nobody really socially ever, like, commented on how big our family was going to be. Probably because I'm normally around here and it's, like... Yeah. babies are everywhere but i can say probably like looking back like growing up and becoming an adult probably some of the most hurtful moments and just like the ones that give you the big feels are the whole like are you crazy you're having another kid or good mm-hmm. god melissa like what are you doing or you know like that really the moment where yeah like really, really? um like those moments where it changes like and it's mm-hmm. not and those kids aren't quite those pregnancies and those kids aren't quite as celebrated as you get more and more kids. Yeah. Maybe I just became more of like a recluse at home because I had so many kids. So there wasn't really anything to celebrate. I don't know. You know, it is what it is. There are some days that I think I made life a lot harder for myself by having sex, but then I look at them and like, I don't know who I'd give Mm -hmm. back. I mean, they are all such amazing, amazing blessings and love and they all fill my life and my heart in a different way yeah but it ain't easy but we feel you i think every every mom probably gets the question Uh something along the lines totally why are you doing that yeah you know how that happens why do you have the car seat inside the grocery cart why why doesn't your kid have socks on where's your kid's jacket why is it your business it's It's nobody's business set a boundary yep you do you have as many as you want or don't Hi, Melissa. My name is Michaela. Hi, Michaela. I had an interesting question on the topic of when to know you and your partner are done having kids. I have many family members who believe that it's more up to the mother to decide when um, the family is done having kids, and I thought it was an interesting topic to see whether other people felt that one partner had more of a decision in the factor of having more kids or not. Thanks. Love your podcast. Bye. So Eric wants all the babies. I'm pretty clear about this. Like Eric would keep going right now. Um, I'm not saying Eric's the reason why we had six, but if he had been like super confident about stopping at like four, it's so hard because these little lives yeah. are in the world now. So you can't really talk about them yeah. like, you know, you would have stopped. But um, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I feel like we came together on just about all of them. If he wanted a seventh, we would not have a seventh. We, I am done. Lindy laughs because Lindy does not think I'm done. But I'm done. And he always, and we talked about it the other day. And he was like, you always say that. Mm-hmm. And then a year goes by and they're sleeping through the night and you uh-huh. start ovulating again and you're like, let's uh-huh. have another. No, I'm done. And we can talk uh-huh. about why I know I'm done in a few minutes. Um, I want to get through these questions first because I think it's yeah. a really interesting kind of revelation because it is a completely different feeling than it was after four or five um, in my body and in my like yeah. brain and stuff. Um, did, were you but mad speaking- on the same page? Well, speaking to her question, because I know there's another question about partners. Okay. Um, to her question, I can give you my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> because that's all I can speak to is it. I think it takes two to make a baby. 
and both partners are responsible for the care and well-being of that kid. So I personally don't think it's one person over the other. I 100% agree. Ever. I know that, you know, one person is going to birth and carry that baby. And Mm -hmm. that's a lot of work put into it. And I totally get that. But I think at the end of the day, I think you both need to be in agreement on these things. Otherwise I think it's just going to lead to some other issues. But if you have one person that's holding out, does that one person just (laughs) automatically win? That's just what I don't understand. Like I've, I mean, we have this, we have these conversations all the time. We have the conversations here. We have the Facebook group. I I don't think there's an exact answer and I don't. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Next. But to her question, I think, I don't know. I, I think both parties should have an equal say in it, it's their body. It's their responsibility. But, but you get a stillman if you have one that wants one and one that doesn't want another one. What do you do? Right. Therapy? But I think that's I mean, another question. I feel like hers, she had a belief that, that the it was the decide. woman's decision. Yeah, no. I mean, in our relationship, yeah. I give Eric equal say in that because yeah. I don't want to be sitting on a porch swing at like 80 years old and him be like, my only regret in life is that we didn't have yeah. another kid or something like that, you know? Yeah. And I've also, you hear this like, this little like saying all the time is like, you never regret having another one. You always regret not having another one, you know, because once they're here, but that's also a really, really hard kind yeah. of thing to get behind. So I don't know. Okay. Hi, Melissa and Lindy. Um, so this topic is very relevant to me, um, especially Aww. because we have embryos right now frozen in storage, um, costing us $100 per month wow. uh, while we're trying to decide if we'll have another baby. Um, so for background, my pregnancy was via IVF um, and high risk with our baby being born about a month early um, via C-section after a failed induction. Um, and despite all of the medical risks and despite the stress and despite the financial costs and despite the postpartum depression and anxiety, I think I still want another baby. Um, my spouse, however, is about uh, 95% certain that they don't want another baby. Um, and I totally understand their fears and concerns. And if I was being logical, I'd also say we shouldn't shouldn't have another baby, but... I honestly get so, so sad um, thinking that I'll, that I'll never have another baby. Um, my heart just isn't on board with being done. Uh, so my questions are, um, number one, how do you and your partner get on the same page about having or not having another baby? Um, it doesn't seem like it's a situation where you can really compromise. Um, and then number two is how do you cope with not being done having kids, but maybe you have to be done anyhow. Wow. That's what I was just saying. Like what happens when one wants one and one doesn't, I mean, this, I mean, this is what we we were talking about before we started this. We're like, we're going to piss some people off today and we probably will. This is my first, my first reaction is if you are mentally and financially okay. And there's not some like, ginormous reason why and there is somebody who is in your in your inner relationship and that other person says my heart my soul every part of my being wants this other child part of me says you got to get on board that's like one Mm -hmm. of those non-negotiables in life in the sense of like like it's what we're put on this planet to do in some ways I'm not going to say if you don't have kids, it's not a big deal, but Mm -hmm. like 
Why? Well, yeah. I don't know. I have a hard time denying a significant other that desire to have another baby. But. Yeah. Unless maybe that conversation was has ad, had upfront before commitments, yeah. before uh-huh. marriage, that's probably a different story yep. and that you didn't hear it communicated. And you're prior. allowed to grow and change within the relationship yes. too. And you're allowed to revisit the conversation, but maybe compromising isn't quite the same thing that, yeah. um, I don't know. I, I really <laughs> struggle because I really truly feel like at the core of like human existence is something, I mean, mm. And then do you get spiteful? And then how do you heal from that? I don't, I don't yeah. know. As, as you can see, Eric and I just decided to have all the babies and decided yeah. not to actually have the conversation. I mean, you had a, you had a yeah, lot. Yeah. I was trying to think when I was listening through to all the messages last yeah. night and sitting, thinking, putting myself back in like when I had three under three or whatever, like drowning most days. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I want another baby. And I'm sitting here now looking back going, and 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 why like like what were those reasons and i was wondering why i tied myself so much to having a physical like infant to hold because right in front of me were three incredibly cool human beings at different ages doing different really cool things that mm-hmm. i could actively as a mom enjoy and be present with so i do look back at myself and get like like why like when i was like i want another baby well like it's not that I was lacking in babies <laughs> or things to do <laughs> or things to do. And so I do, I wonder where my mind was at. I know it wasn't a very healthy place. So often wonder and look back if I had made those decisions to have kids with a healthy mindset in a healthy body, which I can't cause it's hindsight and mm-hmm. I've really worked on myself to become a healthy human being. Would that look different? But then again, like I love all of my six kids and they're all so unique and they're so cool. But I do wonder sometimes and I speak to myself Mm -hmm. because I did it is why we tie ourselves to I want another baby. Well, when there were babies right in front of me that I could love and spend time. with, So I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. And I also know when these other things coming up is making these decisions. Mm -hmm. I kind of heard the phrase like, hey, just just don't make it within that first year. If you're in the trenches of kind of like postpartum and you're three, Mm -hmm. four months and you're like, I am done. I am done. I am done. Like just be Mm -hmm. present in the moment. Be with that baby and down the line. Don't make these hasty decisions, Mm -hmm. whether it's I'm done or whether I want another one. Mm -hmm. I really do wish I had that little bit more of that patience Although it's hindsight and I, and I wouldn't change anything. So I'm speaking to like, yeah. you know, back and forth. But I do sit there and think why we as women do and myself tie so much to because that was my worth back. I feel like that yeah. that's what I did. I really enjoy. I don't know if any of that makes no, sense. No, I, I completely agree with you. Um, I really, really enjoy watching siblings grow. And I think at mm-hmm. some point you kind of push the the bucket over and it's kind of like what's four, what's five, what's six. Um, mm-hmm. And watching them grow together. Like for us, we had two boys. I definitely wanted a daughter. So we tried for number three. She was a girl. Um, then we had number four, I think, because we wanted it to be even. And we wanted Caroline to have a sister if we could. But Caroline, that wasn't a girl. That was a boy. So then we still wanted Caroline to have a sister. So we had five. But then it wasn't even anymore. So then we had six. So, I mean, (laughs) it was just kind of at the point where, like, we kept going because a lot of things were changing in our lives. We had the means to keep going. Um, 
I introduced Helpton to my life, which was, if I hadn't done that, there's no way that we would be moving forward with more kids. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, ugh, it's so hard. It's so hard. Yeah. And I looked at her question. I truly can't even speak to having Absolutely. Um, embryos. I don't, I just can't. a hundred dollars a month per I, embryo? I had no that idea seems like, how. seems like we're taking advantage of people. Yeah. No, I don't know. That seems like a lot. I had never, my very privileged lifestyle, I had never even thought mm-hmm. about how much it costs to hold on to those embryos until yeah. you're figuring out what you want to do. And I don't, I can't even put myself in your shoes because you're, I haven't yeah. been through that. But you're, also that is expensive. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think I'm trying to put myself in there. If we were struggling financially, I think you do have to look at everything maybe. Yeah. And, but, but how's, how's, I don't even know. How's this first pregnancy versus second pregnancy or first postpartum versus second postpartum? Cause that's something like she's going to go into it with a whole lot um, more tools in her tool belt, probably going into that second pregnancy. Right. Maybe partner knows how to support her a little bit better. Um, maybe has, if she did struggle with postpartum depression, if yeah. you can get a therapist during your pregnancy, I think mm-hmm. that that could help a lot and have a relationship there. She was on meds before knowing what meds would work on the second time. Um, right. You know, it, for me, I've said this before. I only really truly felt like I had hit my stride in motherhood until after I had the second one. For some, one to two is super hard. For mm-hmm. me, one to two was like was easier in a lot of ways than just one was. I tried. I, f- I kind of felt like a mom. I felt like I was building something. I don't know yeah. what it was, but I mean, I I wouldn't. I would be afraid of comparing what your second experience is going to be like to your first because you have to give yourself credit for learning and growing mm-hmm. in that time you've already had a pregnancy and a child, um, and not be incredibly scared about it the next go around um just because you had a c-section once i don't know why you had a c-section but it doesn't necessarily mean you have to have mm-hmm. a second c-section um you know maybe this time you could explore having a gentle cesarean or um finding a care provider who would be open to a VBAC or, I mean, there's so many different things that you've probably, that she's probably learned through the process. That doesn't mean the experience is going to be the same. Um, Also, if the partner has any PTSD from the emergency C-section or the P or the, you know, postpartum period, getting into therapy together, I think could help a lot. Really, really dialing down to what those fears are that he has um, and really, really digging in. I guess my biggest piece of advice is don't just say, oh, we can't compromise. I'm going to just go, you know, mm-hmm. mother my one child. If it's truly, truly something that you want in your heart, really dig into those reasons why. Because I think you'd p- probably see a lot of growth in the sense that it's not going to feel the same way the second go around. Yeah, I agree. So the next question, Kennedy. My question is if you're undecided about having more children, how do you decide what to save? Um, for my last two babies, I knew we wanted more kids and I'm almost done with my third pregnancy and we have so much baby stuff and I feel like it would be easier to get rid of it as we're done using it rather than put it all back in storage and have to go through it all again some other time. But I'm having a hard time letting go of any of it just in case we need it again. Um, so how do you decide when you're ready to give away all of the baby stuff or do you give it away even if you might have more children and just replace it? Um, What did you do? I mean, you knew you were done. um, 
when I knew I was done? Like done, like at oh, the like end you, or in between, kids? between kids? Um, I saved some. Um, I guess I had kids pretty back to back. So mm-hmm. I feel like by the time I was, I mean, we were still using all the things and I'd be <laughs> pregnant. So um, even at the beginning, I got like, well, I didn't know what I was having the first go around. So we just went with like generic kind of, mm-hmm. not like your yellow or green, but I got like a gray type stroller yeah. or whatever. Cause I knew I was going to have more than one. So I was like, at least for like the bigger items that mm-hmm. we'll keep longer, we kept kind of neutral. Um, but then as the time went on, I didn't store everything. And I will say, I don't know if you're saying putting things in storage as in pay to keep them in storage or just store them in your home. Cause I can tell you like, I would not pay to be, putting things that I think I wouldn't pay that money to do that. I think you could almost just sell it and then get mm-hmm. something later when you need something. I would save a few things and put it aside, but some of the clothes I would get rid of um, when I was really done with something I would get rid of. But I think once when I was done, done, I did hang on to a couple of the strollers, the carriers um, that I had. I did hold on to the pack and play. I was like, well, if, you know, my mom held on to the pack and, pack and play, like sometimes she would have people over and then they would use it. Like we don't have people over. So, <laughs> so I got rid of that really fast. Um, I don't know. I, there's so many new things come yeah. out all the time as well. So you might just be easier to kind of gently sell it or gift it if you can. And yeah, declutter. I found over the years with kids, the more clutter, clutter the more stressed I was. Uh-huh. So getting some of those things out really helped me just mentally day yeah. to day. So my latest thing has been, I've been passing my clothes down to people who I know I will see them in again. <laughs> like we're like, they'll put them in their babies and I'll see their babies in them. And that's been extremely rewarding. Like, I know that sounds crazy, <laughs> but like, instead of like bringing them to a consignment shop or like just donating them to Goodwill or doing whatever, like, there are people in my life who I give them to them for their children. And then I see them on Instagram or I see them, they show up at the house in them or something like that. That has been like really sweet and rewarding. And I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know. It was just, it, for me, it was like a little bit like not as emotional as like giving them away. I'm done. I'm never having another girl. Yeah. You know, where's all this stuff going to go? Um, but other than that, I have also learned that as the kids have increased, my clutter needs to decrease. Yeah. Um, so if we are done with the baby contraption, the baby gone. contraption's gone. Um, yeah. Gone. Because if it doesn't leave, the older kids start playing with it. They sit in it. They break it. The dog gets in it. Like, it's just, it's a mess. Yeah. Um, so I have become less emotionally attached to my kids' things. But I'm also not one that ever, like, really gets sad at birthdays. Like I'm one that is always ready for the next age. Mm -hmm. We'll see what the teenage years bring. But like I love independence and it's probably because we have a lot of kids. But like I like getting older. So like if you're going to grow out of that bumbo and you're now going to sit at a high chair and you're going to eat food, that to me is like a motherhood milestone because it's less on my plate. But that's probably just a fraction of just or just a function of like how overwhelmed kind of I am with all of the things. So I only have one thing left. I have the rocker. That I nursed all of them in Aww. at random times and sat there and cried and watched them sleep. And so, like, I have not. You'll keep that forever. We give I it to one know. of them. Like, when, but see, that's the thing, too. Like, I don't want to give it to them and they feel like they have to put this in their room and expect to use it. So. Oh, stop. 
You give it to one of them. Seriously. So no, we. St- I still have it, and I don't know. I don't. I don't really see getting rid of it anytime that's soon. Really but cute. that's the Where only thing. It? It's shoved in the guest room with six hundred stuffed animals all over. I mean, it's like nowhere it. like cherished. It's just in there. That's really cute. But so it's just one thing. But yeah, all the rest of the stuff. Is so uh, Nathan was born ten years ago today <laughs> in the back of Eric's Forerunner. Um, we will keep that Forerunner forever. Ever and ever. And even if we don't keep the forerunner forever, like the backseat of the forerunner, I'm sure will be made into some form of furniture. As my husband's like the most sentimental person in the world. Keep the fabric or something. We'll do something. I don't know. I don't know. But that yeah, cool. I agree with the sentimentalness, but the baby gear yeah. kind of goes right back out the door for me. Yeah. So I just, it's inevitable. And it's kind of like I do the same with like my mm-hmm. closet. Inevitably, like next year, there will be a few new things that you pick up, and mm-hmm. that's what you always want to wear. So, like yep. same with the kids, like they would get new clothes from grandma or new onesies, and they were yeah. new, and like that's what I would always put them in. So I'm like, why do I save all this stuff? I did yeah. save like two or three clothing pieces from each kid. I have one bin, but I'm also not like I couldn't remember. I mean, none of them were born in a hospital, but I can't remember like what they like, like their favorite sleeper that I put them in, and always yeah. felt like great with them. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just picked, I don't know. picked something to keep. But anyways, yeah. Yes. My vote is to declutter. Declutter <laughs> is the answer. Declutter. Um, do you have any other questions? Or stress. We, okay. So do you want to talk about how you knew you were done? Let's give them a little bit of personal well, stuff. I back. do think it's interesting because after we had four, uh-huh. he had an appointment, like legit vasectomy consult appointment for like whatever. It was like the Wednesday after. And it was one evening and I was like, I don't really know what I'm feeling, but I just don't, it doesn't feel right. I'm not really sure. I'm not saying like, I definitely well, want more kids, but like, number, I don't how know. How old was Nelly? Yeah. I don't know. A year probably. Okay. Um, Maybe because I don't know. I really, really, she was so chatty. Very, very early talker. Super sweet baby. So I don't know, but I also really struggle with postpartum with that too. Anyways, but I remember telling him we were sitting at the stools at the counter and I'm like, I'm just, I don't know what I'm feeling, but it doesn't feel right. And he was just like, okay. Well, I'm sure he was like, I don't want to get my penis Probably. snipped either. So yeah. give me whatever excuse you can. But, I won't go. But it was nice. I do remember it was open. It wasn't like, yeah. uh, no, or, you know, but then that's what I had told him. And then, you know, before long I was pregnant and then it was the twins. And, um, and I remember when I did get pregnant with them. I mean, right off the bat, it was like 100%. I know I know the decision was made for me in the end, but even knowing that I was pregnant, number one with five, I'm like, this is it. Like, yep. I really do feel done. And then it was twins. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, no. Like, that's six, two, 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 like, completely done. Yeah. Um, And in the end, you know, the decision was made for me and ended up having a hysterectomy, like 10 days postpartum with the twins. So totally done but i remember waking up from that and i was like writing on this whiteboard like half out with like this tube down my breathing tube down my throat with like my left hand he still has the pictures of like the boards and it was like true mom fashion i literally wrote like don't worry about me take care of the kids oh my Please. heart it said like tell mom about the milk in the freezer or something like that like really really sweet but i remember laying there going like yeah like yeah yeah, <laughs> I am done and I didn't have to make that decision because I don't even know how you make that decision. Did they tell you they like was that did you wake up and they said, sorry, we had to take it all because you went. So I went in. I went in the night before. Yeah. 
rode the ambulance. It was like 1230 at night. And I knew, I mean, had six kids at home. I'm like, yeah. obviously they're going to need to go and clean something up, the basic DNC. But I'm like, worst case, you know. Um, so yeah, they started at 6 a.m. And I had no idea until I woke up. It was like 3 p.m. in the ICU. And I remember when I woke up, I mean, I woke up on the ventilator with the tube mm. down my throat. So I couldn't talk. I wanted to cough so bad because there was stuff in my throat bothering me and I wasn't supposed to wake up. So they pulled it out. And I was like, what? Like, I mean, you can tell, like my body felt like I'd gone through a, I don't even know, just been hit. So could tell this was not normal. It's not normal DNC and, and, you know, kind of in and out and whatnot. And he's like, yeah, they had, they had to take more. And I didn't really find out the extent of it till later. So, did you like emotionally grieve the no. idea that no, you were not done? at all, not at all? Because I really I look back and I think during that pregnancy that was it. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, I knew in my mind that was it. So no, there was I no hard feelings, losing parts, none of it. Yeah, didn't care. So, <laughs> but that was just that was just my experience. It's nice that the decision so. was made kind of for you. I mean, not I mean. It was scary for everyone. But I 100% involved, but. I would have been done after those twins. Yeah. I mean, it was, that was hard. So sitting at a barbecue this weekend or I don't know, Nathan's birthday party or whatever. And I was sitting next to one of my old neighbors who love dearly. She's great. She's pregnant with number five. And we were just kind of talking about how like I felt very, very, very done um, for a whole lot of reasons. I mean, mostly that I have six children under the age of 10. Well, I guess 10 and under now. Um, but I said to her, I said, do you think you'll ever be done? Like, like, do you like, how are you feeling? And it was probably why probably a question I shouldn't ask according to this podcast, but <laughs> we were talking about how we were going <laughs> to podcast on it. We're talking about how I yeah. was pretty sure I wasn't going to have any more kids. And it was such an interesting conversation because for me, I don't physically feel tapped out. Like I, I would carry a baby for somebody if Eric was on board for it with it, or if anybody wanted a baby in my 40 year old body, I'm sure probably not, probably not the first. I wanted to do that. And then I lost parts. <laughs> so that's not happening. But I always thought that would be the coolest That'd be really thing cool. because I'd be at a stage in life where hundred percent fine with yeah, it. Oh, not being I'm my totally, own. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. But there's always something about giving birth. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. So, but, emotionally and mentally I still feel like I miss a kid once a day like I still feel like I go to bed sometimes and have I made con eye contact have I hugged somebody have I told them how special they are how much I love them every single day and there are nights where I go to bed that I don't remember doing that with one of the kids during the day and it breaks my heart because I know they're already asleep but I can't go do it and was this a wasted opportunity and how was their day just kind of that mom stuff you carry mm -hmm. and it was really interesting because her response back was like she doesn't have days like that and I mean she also doesn't work and I mean she doesn't work outside of the house and you know it's a completely different situation and I think some people probably emotionally can keep going and they can keep having kids after kids because they're so emotionally in tune to what's mm. happening and stuff like that. Um, but for me, I am very much at the point where mm -hmm. there, there are no more babies being had, not from a physical standpoint, but I don't feel I need one. I don't feel I need to hold one. That's never been a reason why I've had another kid. I, I like the relationship aspect of building the big family, not the actual infants and yeah. holding them and stuff. Um, for me, we're done because I can't be 
everybody's everything. And in terms of like, I can't be the mother that I know that I want them to have, um, the more they have and the more stuff that human beings have that they carry with them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I always have the thought and I'm like, you know, if we just, what if we only had two kids? Yeah. And what if we only had three kids or four? Um, and you can't even imagine what that would look like because Mm -hmm. it just doesn't make sense for you because like you were meant to have six or, you know, however many you choose to have. But, um, I do look now and they're all getting into sports and I've really had to have this kind of acceptance of, I may not be able to take you to all your activities. I can't watch Mm -hmm. all your activities because I have six. Um, and there might even be times where not neither one of us are going to be able to watch. And I'm like, gonna try to do everything i can to like have a grandparent there or somebody there Mm -hmm. but like that there are some reality things yeah to accept with having more of them which they're incredibly cool and awesome and i wouldn't change it and there's stuff on the other side too i mean those it's yeah cooperation and the independence and all of the stuff that comes with bigger families is awesome too so you can go back and forth it's so cool but i feel like for most people when they're done done they know they're done done like done done so yeah Cool, and I don't think there's any like stepping stones to it or, no, no, you know, there's no not. magical answer. I think some people are maybe sometimes on the fence and they let enough time pass where it doesn't really make mm-hmm. sense maybe to have another one in the sense of the, yeah. the huge gap or something like that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, yeah, I do know someone who um, they had to and very quickly like uh, a thing of vasectomy or something after mm-hmm. And like two years later, they're like, we both would have had a third. So, you know, just speaking to that, you know, think on it, spend time in it, like sit with it. It doesn't have to be this Mm -hmm. rushed decision. You know, you can, can think and kind of like feel your way through that. Yep. It doesn't have to be a very quick. And every stage changes. I always laughed. I keep wanting to wrap this up. Then we keep talking. Yeah. I keep, uh, I would always (laughs) joke about the fact that like by the time, the one got so independent that I actually could breathe, that I could go to the gym, that I could like literally go out to dinner with a friend. I was already pregnant with the next one. So <laughs> it was like, if I had, if I had ever spaced it more, yeah. maybe we would have stopped yep. sooner. Cause I would have, uh, cause you all of a sudden start to feel human again. Mm-hmm. And you start to feel like, Oh my gosh, if I we have, ever got out of diapers. Yeah. I, not, would, I would have not had another one. Yeah. I mm-hmm. have an identity outside of all of these little people. And then all of mm-hmm. a sudden, but then I was always pregnant again. So it didn't really yeah. matter. So, you know, <laughs> jumped right back into it. But anyways, six months away from it again. Cannot wait. Um, that baby's <laughs> got to learn how to sleep, though. All right. Cool. So thanks, guys. This has been fun. I think the moral of the story is just talk it out. Feel it out. And yeah. whatever you decide is right for your family is right for your family. Yep. Cool. Bye, guys. Bye.